This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Opinion Booth with myself, Sonia Booth. And today's title, today's topic is Tongue in Cheek. <laughs> so, my guest today is a law student, right? Yes. A newspaper columnist and contributor? Yes. What else? What have I missed out? A mother. A mother, okay. A poet. Okay. Yeah, and... Just so many titles. Yes, yes. Scriptwriter as, as of recent as well because I've just written a drama series for radio. Oh wow. Jeez. And how do you juggle all of that? I have no idea. It just My to me. word. I handle it as it comes. I don't know, there were so many titles. You're a busy woman. Her name is Kwanele Ndlovu. Kwanele means I've enough. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how many how many siblings do you have? Um, I'm the fifth. Okay. But you know, I, I was named by my mother. Okay. My father decided there'll be one more. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So your mom and dad did not agree on the number of kids they wanted to have. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now you're gonna hear as the show, you know, continues well. As we progress, as the show progresses. Ooh, English is not loyal sometimes. <laughs> Believe you me, she is as sharp as a razor, as sharp as a tech, as witty as a fox, as funny as a clown, but she is petrified of black Twitter. Guanelin <laughs> Love, you once posted, of course I believe in God. I created her in my own image. And that's true. Do do a lot of your fans, followers, um, understand your tongue in cheek? Um, I I would like to believe that as time went on, when because I'm I'm on Facebook, so the Facebook followership grew, and it was people who were curious as to why why was I saying all these things, and as time goes on, they start to understand. Because at the end of the day, um, I, I'm literally just questioning things that everybody wants to question and wants answers to, but they're afraid of saying and afraid of asking. So yeah, they they do understand. And how? And how? 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 What? what tell me about some of the comments. Um, I mean, based on this uh, post. Yeah, the reaction. Oh yeah. wow! Like uh, they they go from positive to negative in in a very fast uh, pace. But I think, um, a lot of people who uh, are with me would comment and a lot of people who really want to give it to me would send inboxes. So I, I get a lot of flack on my inbox and yeah, but I've, I've learned also to handle that and live with it as well. But, um, and um, I, I think a lot of people also get excited at the opportunity of uh, commenting about stuff that I write about yes. outside of their own walls. Yes. We, you know, they don't take responsibility because I'm the one who said it. Yes. So, yeah. So they, they'll go at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, you, and do, do you ever have to tell someone off at times to say, this is my wall after all, uh, take your nonsense elsewhere? Have you ever had to reprimand somebody yes, or to put uh, them in their place to say, uh-uh, not on my wall? All the time, all the time. But I've, I've learned also to not embarrass people in public because I'm very sensitive to such uh, uh, being done to me. 
so I have learned not to do it to others as well. So what I do is, should I feel that you are being offensive right now, I will delete whatever comment uh, that is. And if you want to deal with it privately, a lot of people do confront me privately and everything on the inbox. And yeah, we, we deal with that. Okay. So you find a way to be, you know, civil and... Uh, I am civil. I'm um, very civil. Mm, yeah, you, you, you've, no, con- you, you've confessed that you're a bully. Uh, would you consider yourself a social media bully? No, never. You wouldn't I go as far as that. No, 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 no. I'm, uh, when I'm saying I'm a bully, I mean in a way that I'm, I would defend myself. Okay. I, I do not go in the offense. Yeah. Not at all. Like I'm, I'm scared. Like I said, I don't want people to do that to me, which is why I'm so afraid of black Twitter. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I don't do anything that I wouldn't want anyone else to do to me. So I've, I've been, I've been very friendly to people, especially on social media, because I know the effects of it, and I know how it um, literally just crumbles a person, and and it's, it, it's very painful. Hmm. What people go through because of social media. Yeah, so you're right. I'm, I'm I'm very careful not to step on people's toes. Mm. And I, I think as well, when when you've um, reached a certain followership, you literally influence people. And That's it, true. It's a responsibility also that I have to make sure that whatever influence that I have remains positive. Mm. I, I take that very seriously. I like that you're mindful of that. Yeah. And you are responsible. I I, I am. Mm. I mean, it's obvious that um, I've I've read. Um, well, it's obvious about me um, frequenting your Facebook page because I mean I find you to be such a breath <laughs> of fresh air. I mean, at times I'd sit there quietly on the couch and Matthew would be studying or attempting to be studying, and then I'm just going through my fa- uh, my Facebook um, wall, and then I come across your post, and it's just like it cracks me up. And then Matthew would be like, "What are you going on about?" And I would read a couple of your of your postings on Facebook, and then he says to me, "Yeah, this is tongue in cheek personified." I mean, you, 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 like I said, it, you, whatever you post is often, if not always, like profound to a point where it, you can create a conversation out, out of the things that you post. And we're going to go through them um, just now because because oh. we know there's a lot of them, right? There's a lot of them. Yeah. And I mean, you also you 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 mentioned the fact that you're a columnist, so you write your newspaper um, articles as well. And some of them we're going to be talking about as we go along. So. In my mind, I mean, you have a sharp tongue, and I've alluded to your, you, you know, you being witty, and for me, that's a perfect recipe for Twitter, right? And I think you can handle social bullies, but I mean, hopefully, by the time we finish with this interview, you would have created your Twitter handle, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> because I think you've got the makings of somebody who would really entertain us on Twitter, right? Mm. So tell me, how did the hashtag ramblings of my womb come about? Okay, that was last uh, year, 2016, on, um, on my birthday. I was uh, going out with friends and um, I wear shorts. A lot. I, you I got beautiful it. legs. I, I would wear shots every day legs. if I had a body like legs. yours. Legs. Like, I mean, my mom loves my legs. And she's uh, literally the person that encouraged that you should show your legs more often. So I do. I, 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 I think when I count my assets, I count my legs. You know? Absolutely. I would yeah, as well so if I had legs like yours. <laughs> so now I was going out for um, my birthday with my friends and... Um, I was wearing shorts and somebody made a comment 
about me being dressed like that and how I was inviting violence. And that's where ramblings of my womb came about because I was sitting there thinking, okay, I'm a woman, I have a womb, and by virtue of my nature, men believe that they should violate me. And I, I could literally feel my womb rambling, you know, trying to defend itself that no, we don't do this to us. Uh, stop doing this. And ramblings of my wombs came about from there. And I, I started just that hashtag. And um, I think I posted it around Women's Day. Yes, you did. Yeah, on, on Women's Day last year. And uh, I was literally just rambling on behalf of women. And, and just I wanted to discuss what's wrong out there. And what I, you know, being bored. A sex society, right? Yes. Where, where, where you have to explain yourself or you not allowed to be because it entices somebody if you're wearing something that's considered too sexy, right? Yes. And, and, and it's really sad. Like I said, um, my mother has encouraged a lot of what I am. And uh, my mother grew up in the 60s, 70s, and she's the generation who were not allowed to wear pants. But she raised me differently. She raised me and my sister differently because she's the one who told us, do not ever listen to anyone who tells you how to be happy. So I've, I've gone about being happy my own way, not even her way. Because, uh, and uh, I, I think with that, as I learn everything about myself, that's what I'm trying to share on, on social media, that, by the way, you don't have to do this according to what they say. How about you find out on, uh, you know, on your own what you want, what makes you happy, what violates you, and speak about it, what you want to defend. And, and that's, that's how it came about. Self-expression, simple as yes, that. Yeah. Just let somebody be. Yes, so you've written so many articles, but one that caught my attention well amongst many of them. The title was Inside the Lazy Deluded Days of the Blessed. Do you remember that? Yes. What was that about? <laughs> Enlighten us. Okay, that was a true story. Mm -hmm. That's another thing about me is maybe because of the way I write things that I write, a lot of people don't believe, don't believe that it's true. And every time I talk about something that's not true, because, you know, it would be lighter and more believable than yeah. to believe it. And that was a true story. It, it was a sister of a friend who literally relied on blessings through her life and, and regarded that as her own achievements. And uh, the article in itself was um, based on a moment I heard in the car with her where she was telling me about shopping sprees. You know, she was in her early 20s and she's like, for God's sake, I've, I've been to Europe, I've been uh, to this and that place and I've shopped. And that was a trip she took with a married man. And... Uh, you know, eventually I had to write about it. I, I, I had to, you know, assess the whole uh, illness of young ladies, literally just um, letting themselves go and not nurturing their own successes to rely on what a man can provide. So, yeah, and, well, she she didn't think uh, some, some car that I would work 20 years to get was worthy of her because i mean she's she's so cute and she's done things with men and whatnot so she deserves an evoke did she come across your article and uh, if so i mean what was her response to you or her reaction 
I'm not sure if she did, and I did uh, try to make, like I said, I, I always try to not offend people. Yeah. So I did try to n- not make the article obviously about her. Yeah. Because it was a general commentary yeah. at the end of the day, the article, but it was uh, based and inspired by a true story. Yeah. But she hasn't said anything to me. However, she does understand exactly how I feel about her behavior and her lifestyle, and we do talk about it openly and everything, because I'm... I'm I speak, I, sp- I speak my mind out. I know that. Um, <laughs> um, I speak my mind out and women around me know exactly how I feel with, with issues that affect us as women. So yeah. I'm, I'm not the kind of friend that would let you do things and say, oh, no, Chomi, as long as you're happy, Chomi. No, I'd, I'd, I'd say uh, I can see you are happy. Mm. However, there is another way. Mm. There is, you know, another route you can take. There's, and, and I do help. You know, I do help women in everything that they need. Every and I mean everything. So yeah. Oh wow. Knows exactly how I feel. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then in marrying for love, the love of money, <laughs> you commented, "I cannot be pressured to sustain an ailing relationship for the sake of public appearances." And I never have. Mm-hmm. I never have. And. Uh, <laughs> I think that's uh well if if you've noticed a lot of the time I do talk about marriage and women and how we've uh literally just compelled ourselves to nature relationships that are not working for the sake of being in a relationship and getting that ring and being a messes you know and I I would never want to do that to myself and um Fortunately, I've, I've, I watched my mother in an unhappy marriage all her life, and I know exactly what it does to a woman. And she's still married, but fortunately she's happy now because she hasn't lived with my father. They've never divorced, but she hasn't lived with him since 1991. Wow. And it was only then that she became a happy a happily married woman, if I can say that, because she's still married, but she's happy with discovering herself outside of a man. So I, I guess that's where a lot of my lessons and a lot of my commentary on marriage comes from. And I, I, I think either way you can be happy, but do not be unhappy just to be seen to be married or in a relationship. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So on you do a lot of dear diaries, right? Yes. So I'm going to quote you. I went on a date with a really great guy. Now I'm waiting to meet all of his friends and see which one I love in the crew. A girl's got to make informed choices. Hashtag keeping my options open. <laughs> you know what, Sonia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, every woman should do that. <laughs> I won't comment because Matthew, Matthew is listening to this, so I won't comment. Yeah, yeah, every woman actually should keep their choices open because the thing is, we already live in a society that uh, says a man should choose you. So if you meet a man, your only other option is not to get into a relationship before you meet the other options. Because at the end of at the end of the day, if the guy is that great. Who is he hanging around with? Probably greater guys. And for uh-huh. <laughs> but seriously, that was just me thinking, really, what if we, we are just rushing into relationships just because we think, oh, no, I've, I've been to dinner with this guy three times and he's it. But our options are only limited to the guys that approach us. 
he could be the door to my to the love of my life mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and again you know dear diary is 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 my thoughts because that's that's another thing that people confuse uh that uh, dear diary is what I do on the daily yeah it's, yeah it's not it's my thoughts it, yeah it, it was it was born of heartbreak actually in in twenty twelve so it, it's everything i think I, I i just you know take it out there in the form of dear diary in a way that you know somewhere somehow a woman might be thinking this so let's discuss it Okay, so you said it, it was born out of heartache. Was that from a relationship or from losing a loved one? It, from from uh, uh, dating and uh, breaking up. And uh, the thing is, the breakup was after a very um, beautiful, beautiful era of posting love lives here on social media. On yes, Facebook, yes. And photos and every date I went to, we would post on Facebook and everything. And the thing is, whilst we were doing that, the re- the, the relationship itself was crumbling. And I realized that, okay, we, we seem to be taking it direction that uh, social media is only for posting. Yes, yes. things, the glitter and the glamour and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted at the time, and it was in 2012, to start a, a diary that literally just post at what is going on on the other side of life, you know, on, on the not so beautiful. Uh, from there on, I, I started posting photos of myself only as me, as Kwanele, oh, uh, no makeup, no, no uh, frets, nothing, just me and my thoughts and as raw as they are. And that's where all it, it, the account itself used to be called the Diary of Kwanele. Facebook changed it. I don't know why. They changed it back to my uh, name, Gwanel Ndlovu, but I still kept the Dear Diary going. Okay. Yeah. So okay. It, it, was, it was one of that. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's been a roller coaster. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So you, you posted a picture of your graduation with, a, with the caption, University of Zululand 2017 Top Achiever Award. Proof that you can walk on stilettos, get drunk on wine, have sex, tell tales in newspapers, live in a village, and get distinctions. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, not a graduation. It was an awards uh, ceremony. Okay. I'm doing uh, my third year this year, so I've, I've just received my results, actually. Uh, last uh, for, for this semester, I received them last week on on Friday, and I got five distinctions. My five word! Distinctions for everything. And Jeez! There, 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 I was um, talking about how people think you know a woman who drinks, or if uh, you, you you are only you only care about shoes, or you, you're always looking fancy on campus because I wear stilettos on campus. Oh wow, I love that. Oh, you're not you're not you're <laughs> a flats like Victoria Beckham. No, but I, I came from um, I resigned from work, from having office wear every day, went uh, to being a full time student. I didn't have a budget of literally going to buy flat shoes and uh, palms and whatnot. So I just carried on with whatever I have in my wardrobe. And fortunately, it was like very good letters. And <laughs> like the ones you wear now. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what I continued with. And you know how people would see me on campus and think, ooh, uh, all I care about is umswenko, you know? And uh, they think because you drink. Or because you partake in alcohol and parties and whatnot, then you will not make it somewhere. And I just wanted people to see that you can be whatever you want. 
and and uh, there are beautiful girls out there. There are outspoken girls. There are sexually active girls out there who still excel in academia. And that's what I've been doing uh, for the past two years. Like when I left work, uh, I knew exactly what I'm going to do at Varsity and I've achieved each and every single goal. And yeah, that is incredible. Top achiever. And yeah. It, it's it's been amazing. Oh, that, that 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 is that is pure genius. Congratulations once again. Thank you, thank you, Sonia. So on dear diary, mm. I'm quoting you again. <laughs> the baby daddy, my bay, and that elusive future husband are three different men because the only thing I want to hold on to forever is my own happiness. But society only cares about counting how many men have I slept with. Hashtag moralist mathematician. <laughs> mm, unpack that for me, please. <laughs> but that's real life. We, we, I think I'm, I'm going to say as a black society, I think we know that girls don't plan their pregnancies. It's a sad thing, but unfortunately it's where we're at right now. And a lot of us, even when you have planned your pregnancy, the relationship lasting forever is, isn't certain. Mm. So you might find yourself being a single mother. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's okay. We, we, we don't have to hold ourselves into relationships just because there's a child there. Because, I mean, I, I, could, I have a child. With, uh, he's 13. And I'm not with the father of my child. And I, I would want to marry someone else and not the father of my child. And even when I was in a relationship with him, I was not in a relationship with him because he would make the best husband. I think that should come naturally. And uh, I've, I've seen that a lot of people want to force relationships. I hear you. Yes. So really, uh, at the end of the day, for me, it's about happiness. And yeah, the, the bay might not be the husband. And it's okay for me. It, it's all right. I'll, I'll I'll marry the elusive husband, and <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> I love that, and I don't want people to make me feel bad about it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, who are we to judge anyway, right? So, the next one: it's all good to name your son after <laughs> his beloved father when you know hashtag Love Lives Here and King Bay is forever. And Tabom Kiza Jr. is proof of love. Ten years later, you've married another man who bears the burden of calling out your ex's <laughs> name daily when speaking to your son, a constant revival of all the pain that Tabo caused you. It's tricky, this thing, Yabo Jr. Hashtag what's in a name. <sighs> it is tricky. I've, I've seen it happen in real life. I've, I've really seen it happen in real life. And uh, funny enough, that was inspired by a totally different thing of my son's name. Right? I named my son Etaba. And uh, the name came from his father. And by the time my son was born, I had broken up with the father already. And he had a girlfriend who suggested the name Etaba. And I loved the name and I took it. But every time I try and explain where Etaba comes from, because it's so unique and people want to know, like, but where did you get the name Etaba? I'd be like, oh, no, his father's girlfriend named him. And they think it's such a burden. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? 
and you're okay with that? Like you, you call your son Etava every day, knowing you know the girlfriend named him, and I don't have a problem with it. But I realized how uh, another person would be burdened by by such a thing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with it, and I know there's there's other men out there who are always saying, "Hey, Spusiso Junior." You know, and it's not their son, and Spusi so is actually their ex-husband or whatever. Yes. And I can imagine how burdensome it is uh, to be in a situation like that. But with me, it's cool. I mean, Etaba loves his name. Like, I, what I, does it mean, Etaba? Etaba means um, rejoice. Oh, Taba is in, or it can also mean Taba. Mountain is also Taba. So why the E in, uh, b- you know, before the e, Taba? Because I was born in an era where every name started with a vowel. So I see, I see, I see. All right. Okay, okay, okay. I love that. I have no idea. I didn't <laughs> The E is decorative. Okay, I hear you. And then the next one, Dear Diary. And I quote you. So that people don't think these are my words, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not as sharp-witted as this woman here. So I quote you, your father just called to ask for my banking details because he thinks he can buy young love. But you and your mother will call me a, hmm, I won't say that word, saying I want to break your precious family. Hashtag men are always forgiven. And it's true. What it's led true. to that? It's true. No, it was just a general comment of, of how society burdens women with uh, the responsibility of breaking homes, whereas it is the people in the, in, in the relationship that break their own homes. They do. Because really, if, if, it, if you think your father was taken by another woman, you, you need to rethink that. Because your father went and found another woman. However, because it's a woman, it's always easier to say, oh, no, the woman was at fault and everything. Because at the end of the day, Sonia, we, we welcome these men back into our lives and we host them in our homes. While at the same time, we are spewing bile about the women and everything. And, you know, the women have done such terrible things to the other woman, as we call her, and literally hugging the man who is at fault. And, and nursing him, you know, preparing him for another affair because it, it's, it never gets dealt with. Mm. So he knows I'll be forgiven. Yes. I'll always go back home. So yeah. you go, you nurture him, prepare him for another affair, and he'll go out and have another affair because he knows the only person that's going to take responsibility and all the hell that's coming is the other woman. So that, that, that was just me trying to say, check, check your father. Check your father. You know, stop stop uh, thinking women are responsible for all the evil in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So the next post that I want to talk about, which I'm going to read out just now, um, it's, it's, it's a bit heavy. And um, I, I, I like that I found it, um, you know, amongst your many um, Facebook postings. Um, it's so relevant and we need to talk, we need to touch on it. Um, yesterday, I don't know if you're aware, but the hashtag no excuse was um, trending the whole day because it was launched. No excuse campaign, which is um, pushing for all the men to stand up against women abuse in particular. And we have 16 days of uh, activism um, coming up soon, uh, 25th uh, November. Being an international um, 
uh, day um, for the elimination of violence against women. Um, and it's going on until the 10th of um, December. Yeah. Your post, is that a bruise on your eye? Tell them you fell while jogging. It's none of their business anyway. Say it was a cupboard while cooking. Hold that smile and walk away. This corner of a desk I was passing. Let it pass. The man has already apologized. A handle of the door I was opening. You have children. You have reconciled. A silly accident. Ah, I wasn't looking. He said he'll never do it again. Forgiven. And you posted this on the 6th of September 2016. It's profound and heavy. Yes, uh, like I said, I'm a poet. So that was uh, one of the poems that I wrote about my mother. Because it, it, it is literally about a day in her life. My, my mother had five children, because one of my siblings uh, is late. So my mother had five children. So every time she had a bruise, she would think, we've got kids, for, for Christ's sake. We, I've, I've, forgo- I've forgiven him. You know, he said he'll never do it again. So that poem is about that, how women literally just relive the cycle of abuse and make an excuse about it and uh, it it just never ends it just never ends and yeah it, it was about that because um I, I know today as we speak there's a lot of women wearing the most beautiful quanted um, makeup and you don't know what's underneath there or big shades yeah or big shades and you're like oh my word i love those and they can't take them off because, you know, there's, there's just a bruise underneath there. And we don't see the bruise. Mm. When the bruise are seen, and, you know, when, when a person can't hide the bruise, they will excuse it. Yeah. Find all sorts of excuses. Yeah. And I, 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 I must say, I really... Fall. Mm. It's, yeah, all of that. I really, I really hope this, um, um, what do you call it? Um, I don't want, it's, it's a movement for lack of a better word. I really hope that it, it, it takes, you know, it takes, you know, shape and, um, and I hope that millions of men out there, uh, will go to, 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 to the march and will partake in, in, in all of the, um, dialogues, um, that um, they they trying to put together in order to send the message to you know the monsters out there to say, listen, you come from womb, by the way. So destroying that very same person that gave birth to you is just barbaric, right? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, your next one, dear diary. When you are trying to quit alcohol, who do you pray to? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus had wine for breakfast and his last supper. He died with a hangover. <laughs> and you want him to help you quit alcohol? Hashtag pouring my third glass. <laughs> oh, wow. I would love to be a fly on your wall at home. Like the things that you get up to. I would actually love to get into your thought process just to get inside your medulla, you know, just to, just to occupy it for like a day. Oh, okay, um, I, I talk about religion, and when I say religion, uh, specifically Christianity a lot, because I was raised in a Christian home, and uh, at the age of 13, I read the entire Bible, and I had a lot of questions, and I'm, I'm still trying to just pose those questions, and my mom is unfortunately uh, a victim of, of my uh, thought process, because every time I think about something, I get on the phone and ask her, 
by the way, because she still goes to church and everything. And all these questions I have, I, I, I have asked my mom <laughs> and, and my dad and, and everybody at home. And everybody just laughs and says, ask Facebook, you know, like ask your friends. Yeah, we also want to know the answer. But uh, I have been probing um, the religion that I have been taught and the way that I understand it. And I, I think um, also just putting a bit of humor there as well, because I know people get offended real quick when it comes to religion. So I, I do try and make it funny. Uh, however, just try and get people thinking that really, how do we understand this? And should we understand it that way? And what if I had a different interpretation? And it's it's been going on for years with me, and uh, we we do. I've, I've I've befriended a lot of uh, reverends and pastors through my Facebook, who, who who take the time to teach me the way they understand uh, religion or their religion and everything. And I discuss it with them. I've been invited to church. I've uh, I've got a, a really uh, close friend called uh, Paul Nzimande, and uh, he's he's been great because he he defends he defends his beliefs. In, in every way and he's been a great ambassador for Christians and in, in also also trying to influence uh, positive teaching of, of religion as well and yeah that's that that post is, is one of many 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 yeah yeah uh, many okay about how I, I because up until now I'm I haven't baptized my son because I thought okay I was not uh, requested uh, to to give permission to baptism, I'll give him that opportunity. And he he's, he said he's still thinking about it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's that's how I approached it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And, and then your next one was titled "Strong Enough to Crumble." The illusion that women are imbogoto, an indestructible rock, is going to be the death of us. I feel so indebted to the idea that I am strong, I can't even begin to find ways to show that I am defeated. Another profound post. Yeah, that that uh, is me. I, I I had a nervous breakdown in 2012. I literally just broke down, ended up in hospital, I couldn't move for days, I ended up in a wheelchair, I was blind for a few days I was deaf everything everything you can imagine I everything I went through everything like it it was heart diseases lung infections so it was just my body failing me one by one and that happened because I had lived my entire life for 30 years I had lived as the strongest in my family the the you know the I was even the one they told to report every time there was a death because I never cried I never showed emotions nothing I was you know because I was strong and uh, I thought well I was raised like a boy in inverted commas so you know I had to man up in in every situation and that almost killed me that killed me the the whole concept of of uh, being in Bogoto. And it took that breakdown for me to realize that I should not be strong because it it does nothing for me. I'm I'm human being. I have emotion. It's natural, and I need to go through all the motions so that I can deal with whatever comes uh, to me in life. So yeah, that 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 post was about that. 
that that whole how we tell children yeah don't don't react this way or abortion cry yes or a man yes because that's that's uh, probably why we end up with men who are abusive yes they they are not uh, allowed to feel pain so yeah. they don't realize when they are inflicting pain mm. even mothers because you 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 are beaten up as a child you don't know uh, and you are told not to cry you know there's mothers who beat you for crying yes until you stop crying yes and then she doesn't realize that it's painful mm. uh, to to be uh, like that child won't realize it's painful to mm. be beaten up anymore so she'll carry it on to another generation and it just keeps going and going so yeah that, that that's what that was about and, and i'm not i'm sure. not only strong like i cry i cried last night at theater like i cry from thinking i cry in traffic you know when someone cuts you off cuz I, i i did that a lot when i was pregnant it's <laughs> like i cry. i let myself cry now like i i i let myself be happy i let myself be angry yeah yes and and i've realized that the sooner and uh, effectively you deal with something the quicker you move on from it you're right yeah. dear diary when you consult the same sangoma as jacob zuma <laughs> you can abandon your husband and children move in with your new lover and fall pregnant and your husband will send his entire family to apologize to you and bring you home then pay damages to your lover for the inconvenience <laughs> you have a wicked sense of humor <laughs> that is south african politics That is a, that's exactly what we've been doing with our president and I love Jacob Zuma. I think that's the most charming man I have ever experienced. He is charming. So what do we do? We forgive him. You know, even if not expressly, but we do forgive because that's why we still have the same thing over and over again with the president and Okay, I love Zuma. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so forgiven him. Do you want to be the sixth? sixth <laughs> no, 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 no. You have no, you have no interests. Yeah, no. Just from a, you love him from a distance. No, as 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 um, his charisma. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like he okay. is the most charismatic man I've ever known. So uh, the the joke at home was he must really have a great sangoma, you know. Mm-hmm. There's there's uh, that thing in Kizaren uh, they call Velabahlege, some sort of potion that people use and everywhere you aha okay melt and whatnot so he probably has like an overdose of that mm. so, <laughs> and that, I was just laughing at, at yeah at how I, 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 probably something had happened with him on that day. most I probably I can't remember what most but, probably oh it was after you vote of no vote of no confidence again. after the, the eighth one yes and he supposedly and has nine lives right <laughs> and remember his middle name gelegisa right exactly. okay uh, so I, it was about that okay so tell me what's your obsession with lebu kunguluza <laughs> no <laughs> okay you know why you know what you know what because i envy him <laughs> for being brave enough to keep those things on his phone i i i have such an innocent phone mm-hmm. that if it got lost i would never worry about nudes okay. i am so afraid of keeping a nude or or whatever or pornography or whatever mm. on my phone so i i guess it's just me and jealousy and envy and what not it, it was like really you kept that on your phone knowing very well it can be lost or stolen any day so <laughs> 
session but i was disappointed okay i thought let me let me just ask you and i'm not even familiar with him eh? i think i've only seen him once on tv Uh i only realized later that he's he's quite popular like i didn't didn't know i thought it was just (laughs) okay so now you have so many followers right thousands of thousands of followers right yeah have you ever blocked someone uh, yes, yes, I have. I, I blogged uh, three ladies that were friends because I don't know uh, what happened, but they were very vile on Facebook and everything, this gang. And uh, as time went on, all three of them blocked me. Okay. I don't know why. So they blocked you first? Yes. But then when they uh, unblocked me and sent friend requests, I knew that they were playing with my emotions. So I just blocked all three of them. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, so you knew the three of them were friends, obviously. Yes, yeah. Okay. And all of three all three of them had sent friend friend requests. I see. So I, I realized this is a conspiracy. Okay, playing mind want, games. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, okay. But I don't really block um I think I've got more than 15,000 people on my Facebook. I don't really block people. I I think it, it, it takes too much effort yeah. to let them block me if yeah. they get along with what I say. If like, they feel offended, yes, yeah. yeah. If, if if I offend you, I mean, block me. It's okay. Yeah. But uh, another thing that's fortunate is that I've, I've um, at, at a certain stage, I decided not to comment much on other people's posts because then I'm, I open myself to offending others. Yeah, so yeah. So there's hardly ever occasions where I've done something wrong or I've allowed something wrong to be done to me that it gets to blocking. Okay. But my inbox is nasty. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I've got thousands. Oh, like probably have more than 500, 100 messages as we speak. Because they are scary. Goodness gracious they, me! They they, they don't they're not brave enough to scary. put it on the on the, on the comments yeah, well, box. Fortunately, that never goes in public, so I don't need mm. to block them. I just you know read and pass, read and pass, and like okay. And and and, and you're not. I mean, it's like Actually, it's water off a duck's back. The thing is, I appreciate that people have that opportunity. Like I said, we need to deal with whatever uh, emotions we go through. So if they get time to vent, yeah, it's okay. And I always believe, okay, you've said that to me. I hope you're happy. Mm. Move on to other things. Because yeah. Really, we can't now have a go at each other and whatnot because you won't get to move along. True, so, yeah. true. You're an exceptional writer. You're creative yeah. and imaginative. <laughs> I think you know that. So what would your book title be? Because I know you are planning on writing a book. <laughs> I still, I think maybe the reason I haven't written a book is because I have no idea what I would write about. I think there's so much going on in my life, like so much that I wouldn't know which uh, part of my life to pick and I wouldn't know what to call the book. And uh, maybe if I get uh, onto Twitter, I'll, I'll, I'll be, you know... I'll, I'll, I'll know. I'll, I'll have that moment of, oh, okay, they've said this and this to me, so let's call the book this. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. But um, I haven't, I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, maybe, maybe tongue in cheek. Maybe tongue in cheek. I was struck by lightning once in my life. So you, it, wow. I would love to write about that. Tell me about that. I was in the rural areas, sitting at the neighbors. It was uh, the first. Uh, remember how obsessed we we were with uh, Y2K. Yes. It was that day. White no ways. Yes, I was eating jelly and custard. 
and boom, lightning strike right through the window, right on my head. And yeah. What happened? Unconscious? Okay, and then what happens? You and, uh, you put in an envelope, um, uh, ambulance? This is the rural areas. So um, my family was far. They waited for them to come pick me up and everything because everybody thought I was dead. I was taken home. Uh, people thought I was dead. So I think they started mourning and, uh, because I could hear them cry and everything. And, and my aunt kept saying, you are not going to die. And I'm like, I'm not dead. Because I was screaming my life. Also, you were just out. unresponsive. Yes. Words were not coming out, yes. but you could was, hear everything. Yeah, could my, you my see everything? Had, my heart had stopped for a few, I think, probably a few minutes when they declared that, okay, she got. So I think nobody bothered after that to check if, okay, is she back on. But eventually, a tear came out of my eyes, and that's when they realized she's alive. And then they took me to hospital. This is like a horror movie. It is, yeah. So maybe one day I'll write about that. Yeah. Like a book. You need to because, I mean, uh, it's not many people that have said I've met somebody who was struck yes, by lightning yeah, and who yeah. was dead. And the funny thing is there was smoke coming off my skin in my uh, right-hand side, on, on my shoulder and down my arm and everything. My skin was burnt. But as soon as they took me out on the rain, they say all of that fell off. Wow. But the bent um Wow. It just fell off in like bits and pieces and everything. And I couldn't walk for a while. My mom took me to, to, to um modeling lessons to straighten my walk and yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, so you owe us a book. I do, I do. I think I owe my so word. many books to you. So many things, like I said. Like That's I, a story. I, I decide which part of my life to write about. Well, write about every aspect of your life. And <laughs> you can have as many book titles as you want, but yeah. we need something from you. I mean, yeah. I, I, I know I'm not only just speaking for myself, for a lot of people. And I know you've had a lot of requests, people yes, asking you. Yeah, you know? <laughs> if not, then you're going to be ghostwriting one of my books. I think... I think I should make, I, I should type that proposal to you, but yeah, that's for another day. So now I'm going to ask your opinion on one of the following. Your opinion on Ben 10's, AKA Happy Meals. Ben 10's. Yep. Okay. Uh, society has uh, just told us who to date, when to date them and how old they should be, what they should look like, how tall they should. I mean, uh, they, they will say a, a man my height because I'm 1.5 shouldn't date a woman your height because it looks awkward and whatnot. But I believe that there is really no structure to love. If you love the person, it doesn't matter uh, how young or old they are. If the relationship is working, then it 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 should work. What I what I don't like with the concept of Ben Tens is where they introduce the financial dependency where now young boys see older women as a source of uh, finance. That is dysfunctional. However, if a person is called a Ben 10 because they're younger, really the problem is with society and not the relationship. Mm-hmm. Your opinion on black Twitter. I know you, I know you touched on it. I know you touched on it earlier. <laughs> scary, scary. Okay, I think it's for the brave, but it is so necessary. I, I can't imagine where we would be as a society if there was no black Twitter. It's it's really opened us to so many things as a society. 
to so many opinions because there's a lot of things that we were scared or we are scared to say because of the way we are uh, brought up as black people. You know, uh, you yeah. shouldn't say this, you, you shouldn't say that. And black Twitter allows us to discuss those things. Black Twitter has freed us, actually. Hmm. A, certain degree, a certain degree. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I love it, but it scares me. And uh, I'll, I'll try it. You don't, you, you don't think it promotes uh, bullying? I don't think the intention of like, Twitter was to promote bullying. But mm. however, obviously when there's a free platform and there's no accountability, mm. then there will be bullying. However, that, that wasn't the intention of, of uh, you know, initially. That, that wasn't what uh, like, Twitter is about. I think it's just bullies that are, are making the wrong impression about like, Twitter. Because there's a lot of other things that are discussed by like, Twitter that I've learned from black people on Twitter. Such as? That are positive. Uh, like, like oh, okay, well, positive things, actually, that I would like to speak about is how we have been able to speak about women abuse, women issues. True. And that is all dealt with on black Twitter. True. And it's a positive thing. Mm. The bullying is, I mean, once once in a while, and it's really scary. It's probably the reason I'm still on, 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 on uh, not on black Twitter. But there is so many other positive things. Mm. There's... there's the, the, the stars that were born of Black Twitter, okay, we didn't know of, and they are literally just elevated yeah. by Twitter into stardom. Yeah, people appreciate that. Okay, all right, as long as they use that influence positively, yes, you know, and yes. and and you... the the bullying is, is unfortunate, mm. and uh, because it's social media, it's very difficult to control it. Mm. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, I think eventually, as soon as people get comfortable with themselves, because I think that's another thing that causes people to bully others, is, mm. is the discomfort that they have, the problems they have within themselves. Mm. So, as as uh, the more we grow as a society, there'll be less bullying because I mean, you will be focusing on positive uh, things instead of pulling people down. I hear you. Yeah, let's give it time. Let's give it time. Okay, talk about. Women abuse. Your opinion on Duduzmanana? Okay. Uh, I was disappointed that he uh, remained a member of parliament after that whole incident. And um, Duduzmanana, unfortunately, is a reflection of a lot of men in our society. A lot of men. Because a lot of them in power, especially, never get to account. It's fortunate that somebody took a video of that. You know, because I'm I'm in two minds with people taking videos of private uh, occasions, but some of these videos do help. And we are fortunate that he was caught in the act. He was videoized because I think if there was no video, he would not have accounted. And I'm happy that he was made to account. I'm happy it went to court. I'm not satisfied with the sentence and everything. But uh, also, uh, maybe maybe the laws should change. People like that should not be representing. Um, their people in parliament hmm. he is. Okay. I, I, if he was really apologetic I, I would have expected him to step down from being a member of parliament as well okay your opinion on tenderpreneurs tenderpreneurs mm. it's okay there's nothing wrong with the uh, tenderpreneurs per se what the problem has been is that black people were not uh, prepared as entrepreneurs to start with and tenders come with a whole lot of money so now when you have no idea how to be an entrepreneur and you get a tender of a hundred million rands you are bound to abuse it 
you 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 are just bound to mess it up. So that's that's my opinion. It, it, I don't think the the system itself is the problem, but it's the preparation, it's the resources and and everything and it. It, it, it's literally these men, because it's mostly men yes. that are tender premiers, were thrown in a pool of money. And they have no idea how to handle it. And that will definitely come out with terrible results, and which is what we are seeing right now. It, it's people who handle 50 million rents today and they are broke three years later and they can't get back into business because they know nothing about business. Most of them. I'm, I'm not saying tenderpreneurs don't know anything about yeah. business. I'm saying, in general, black people have not been given the skills to run such big businesses. So, government needs to assist with tenderpreneurs and also stop this thing of giving them to men. Because every time we say tenderpreneurs, we're thinking about a man in a kick and bobbers. Absolutely. And, and Level the playing Why? field. Yes. Why is that? Maybe they should test me. I can handle a hundred. I'm sure you can. Yes. <laughs> your opinion on boyfriend allowance and would you give your man an allowance? <laughs> oh yeah. Well an allowance in a relationship. That's between two people. Um again it, it's we we've been taught so many rules around relationships. I think people should just let us handle our relationships the way we want to. Because there are people who have no problem with giving allowances. Uh, I don't have enough money to take care of another person. I, I don't even give my son an allowance. However, if I had that much money and my boyfriend was struggling, I don't think I would have a problem giving him an allowance. And now the, the, the question would be, what is the allowance for? Because if it's for sustenance, then how long is it going to be? Because we are both adults. I, I, I don't require an allowance. I'm I'm a student. I don't require an allowance. I, I I go out there and try and make income on my own. So if I'm dating a man who is uh, able to make an income as well, so how long is it going to be? So if I'm going to assist a person, I'm not going to uh, literally nurse them forever. It would be assisting them to get somewhere. So I don't see a problem with it. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Okay. There is a suggestion. That wives who acknowledge and accept uh, side chicks could prevent their own murders. Murders? Yes. This, of course, doesn't exclude other reasons why men plot and kill their wives, such as greed and insurance payouts. Mm-hmm. So you're following me, right? Yes. So the suggestion out there, and somebody has actually gone out and done research based on the number of women in particular. Of course, there are men who get murdered yes. for insurance payouts, right? Mm-hmm. But mostly what we experience is women. So the notion out there, the suggestion is that if more and more women were accepting of the whole idea of a side chick, not necessarily being a part of the family unit, but as a married woman and you're a side chick, I should be accepting of you and there's less chance of you and my husband colluding to get rid of me. Your opinion on that? Okay, uh, Sonia, I, I think there's two issues here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to deal with the first uh, one. Go for it. Of, of uh, putting the burden on the women to prevent violence. 
Go for really? it. Go for really? it. Go for it. Like, Go- Google it. Google it later. Google it I later. Will. This is shocking. Yeah. And this is the same thing that has been done over and over again. Mm-hmm. They are saying we should prevent men from violating us. From murdering no. us. Yeah. Like if, hello, the men should not murder their wives and women can do nothing to prevent that. And I do not want to be responsible for, uh, uh what? <laughs> like, like it's, I'm so it's shocked. Out there. I'm, I'm, I'm so shocked. And no, I do not want that kind of responsibilities. Men need to stop murdering their wives, which takes me to the second issue: side chicks and married women. First of all, that was a hashtag, right? Uh-huh, I hear you. First of all, <laughs> first of all, if a woman got into the marriage without having consent consented to another person being part of it, then she should not be burdened with accepting a side chick because men have options and women have options. And both these two people in the relationship had the option of going to a uh, polygamous marriage and they didn't. He opted to commit himself to a single wife and he should honor that. And the minute that he wants a side chick, he must divorce the wife the wife should not be told to accept anyone she chose to be in a marriage that does not include anyone else and that's what uh, the definition of marriage says actually in the law it says to the exclusion of everyone else so if you take that marriage certificate and you sign it you are committing to that it is different now if the woman uh, agreed to be to being in a polygamous marriage then yes, of course, she'll be accepting inside inside chick. However, she should not be said or looked at to... Uh, correction. She should not be sin to be accepting the side chick to prevent her own death. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I don't think Uguchi is taboo. You know, like like um, polygamous marriages are for that. They're, our lives should not be threatened in marriage. And all. Oh, what? I know. I know. I know. No. I'm going to bring no. you in again and we got, we're going to unpack. No, 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 no. no. We will unpack the, it. The choice to have a, 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 a third um, partner in your marriage, like a third person enter your marriage should not be because you want to stay alive. That is just sick. That is sick. And nobody should be put in a position where they have to stay in a, to, to stay in a healthy marriage. They, they uh, should accept another person. No. Kwanele, thank you so much for spending your time with me. <laughs> I, know, I know you're agitated that I'm having to conclude this, uh, this interview at this moment when you are so fired up. But bear in mind, I mean, you, you can actually start a conversation on Dear Diary. There yes. we go. Because yeah, I, I know you want to continue on this topic. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for having me as well. My humble opinion, <laughs> in the words of Maya Angelou, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.